When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Hello everyone. A very good afternoon, evening, wherever you may be listening. It's a special weekend for all Eagles fans this weekend. We're simply too legit to quit. The ball goes towards the boundary line. It'll be thrown in. Sounds like a rat song. You see Michael Malthouse still making moves. Robert Wiley and Trevor Nisbet having a bit of a... Disagreement on the boundary line there. Djakovic coming down. There's some Gary Ablett, as we see, Harding coming off. Just unable to really have a great influence on the game. He's been by no means the worst player at Geelong. But Worsfold's been a fair contributor in the one-on-one duels. Just bodying him out of the place and making it so very difficult for Ablett to really have a great influence on the game. Back in the middle once more. Stoneham takes the tap. Dean Kemp, Pike and Worsfold again combined. Into the middle. It's a game of possession now with only seconds remaining. Evans may have the last kick in this grand final. The Eagles are going to win their first play. The Norm Smith medal today has been won by West Coast Eagles player Peter Matera. It will be presented by Carlton great champion Brewster. Yes, 30 years ago, how time flies. Uh, and we were both there, actually. Kim Hagdorn now joins us here on uh, Drive with Peter Vlahos. It's AFL, of course, preview night. Hagers, good evening to yeah, you. Yeah, good day, Peter, and uh, to everyone else out there. It, it does bring back the, yeah. the hairs on the back of your neck, doesn't it? It was such a historic uh, occasion for Western Australia. Australian rules football nationally and uh, certainly for uh, Western Australia as a, as a community, well, not just for the sport. I think the whole state uh, realised something special was happening. A very powerful team, well coached and, and well run, uh, West Coast, from about uh, 1989, from about uh, September, October, November of 1989 through until that achievement. And, of course, they played in uh, 10 consecutive finals from 1990 through till 1999 when McMalthouse left, a year, uh, still with a year to run on his contract. It had been a great era. Uh, but I think Malthouse always maintained, and even the likes of the players, you know, the stars of that particular grand final, uh, Peter Sumich and John Worsfold, Peter Matera, Guy McKenna, we can keep naming them, Don Pike, who's headed to be an AFL coach somewhere into the future, all maintain that West Coast were probably ready to win a premiership even before that 1992. Mm. Mick Malthouse maintained that had they not had that drawn final, the infamous Peter Sumich point in the dying seconds of the qualifying final out in... uh, out at uh, Waverley, Waverley uh, and and it went for a point as opposed to a goal. Then the siren went. Uh, Malthouse always maintained that had they not had to travel for something like seven weeks in succession, that they could have won in 1990, his first year, even 91. Uh, yeah. He thought they could win, but they they were belted after half time in 1991. But this year, this one. I thought it was still touch and go. I remember distinctly at half time at the MCG in this 92 a, a grand final premiership winning day, 
thinking, uh, I'm not so sure that guys can do it. I reckon Mark Bestow was playing okay yeah, for Geelong. and there was a little bit of a momentum switch just before half-time. Yeah. I think the Eagles got a couple of goals to get a bit closer to Geelong. And, of course, as we know, the second half was one-way traffic. It was an impressive performance. And in the end, um, you know, the likes of, I think, Peter Matera was probably roundly accepted with a five-goal performance from the wing. Just 18 possessions, you know. Yeah. Only 260 possessions for West Coast. These, these days we're talking about high 30s and even 40s with players out there. Uh, well, these days, 260 possessions, West Coast, 262 possessions total each. Mm. I'm not talking about half-time tallies here, everybody. <laughs> that would be just about be half-time tallies, you know, and you'd be thinking, oh, Jimmy hit Matera's had it 32 times. They've got to make a move there. Otherwise, he's going to finish out with 45 possessions and win the Norm Smith Metal, but uh, nowadays uh, it, it, it is far more a, 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 what a ball sharing game, I suppose. But the likes of Peter Sumich with his six goals uh, in that particular game, uh, the grand final, would have gone with a bee's whisker of winning a Norm Smith Medal yeah. as a full forward. Uh, I, I actually just caught. I didn't catch it live last night, but I wanted to see the front bar, and Peter Sumich was a special guest on the front bar last night. And they roll these highlights, and I remember watching Stephen Michael some weeks ago. And when you're actually there watching him play live, and of course you don't really appreciate it until you see the vision again so many years on, mm. just how good Stephen Michael was. And also in the case of Peter Sumich, what a great aerialist he was. He took some sensational marks, and how deft he was with that left foot. He was an outstanding forward. Yeah, the thing is with uh, you look at those highlights and when, and now that, you know, we reflect, and I was fortunate, privileged enough for you, even though I was a print media person, yeah. and that was pre-online days, everybody. It was just Daily News or, or, or Westside Football or Sunday Times, West Australian. You know, so you went to the footy, you covered. It didn't all come out straight away, except for the weekend news. Um, it had come out the next day, but you allowed me to spend time calling with you guys in, as another experience in actually mm. calling AFL footy. One thing that I, was huge in that era, as you say, was the strong out in front of them marking at a full sprint lead. The likes of Dunstall, just amazingly, you strong know, hands. oh, they were just clenched. It was just like a vice. Yeah. Sumich was the same. Yeah, even in traffic, even if they did happen to get caught on the lead or someone cut across them, they would still hit a set of bodies or hit the ball coming from a Matera or a Kemp you know, or an Evans or, or a McKenna off the halfback flank for, Matera, for uh, worse, uh, Sumich's case. But also the likes of Dunstall, Lockett, who wasn't as quick as Dunstall and Peter Sumich, but, gee, you couldn't move him. But just those vice-like hands. Yeah. And then if Stuart Lowe went forward, for instance, they would take the big marks while running forward in a pack. You don't see much of that today. Even the guns of today, you know, the, the Jack Rewalt, um, perhaps. Even Buddy Franklin. I'm just going to say even Lance Franklin. Not, as, not nearly as strong with their hands in a marking contest. Partic- and they're not as quick on the lead. But, therefore... Let me throw it out to everybody as well. The game doesn't allow it because there's no such thing as, well, you stay in the goal square, come up, do a figure eight, run back, run round, and then go for your lead, and you will be the target as we come out of off the wing or centre square or whatever. It's it's a long bomb to the forward pocket, and we'll then reset and yeah. have a throw in and try and kick a stoppage goal. It's more about that than the gun full forward. That's why I think, and that, I think from West Coast viewpoint on Saturday afternoon, the closest thing to what we've just been talking about are both playing for Geelong. 
I think Tom Hawkins, Hawkins. I didn't mean to go here, but we've, it's, it's timely. The other one too is that the pace of Jeremy Cameron is something that's a bit rare in the modern game as a forward, uh, coming out of the goal square or a little bit in front of Tom Hawkins, go on a lead, dummy back, then turn and then catch your defender out and then be so quick and then catch it on the lead. And I don't know if West Coast have got an opponent to play on Jeremy Cameron on Saturday yeah, okay, because well, of that. He's so quick. Okay, well, we welcome that. I, I welcome that sort of football. As I just saw the highlights of Peter Simic. It was just exciting. It was exciting. It was exhilarating. The football was quick when you had players like Matera and Co. So it's one of those moments where were you in 1992 when the Eagles won their very first premiership? And it was, uh, of course, record-breaking for the VFL slash AFL competition. Get on the temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736. 0487 736 736. Or give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line. You can talk about anything. You don't have to talk about 1992. But we thought we'd just have a touch point there because there is a function tonight at Mineral Resources Park. And Another course, one tomorrow, And a big there? luncheon yeah. tomorrow. So on the Scarborough Toyota open line, uh, it is 13.12.55, brought to you by Scarborough Toyota. Kim, let's get to the West Coast Eagles, the 2020 version, which is just a, a shadow of 1992 at the moment. Uh, they've made a few changes. Uh, look, they have. They've uh, they've got some big guns back, and we have been anticipating this. We, we expected this even on Monday when we're talking about it, Peter, while reflecting back on the WAFL uh, reserves team, the West Coast Eagles reserves team. McGovern didn't play in that, but Jeremy McGovern is back after missing the last couple with a back problem. Dom Sheed, Willie Rioli, Elliot Yo, Elliot Yo will play as a halfback. Mm. A little bit surprised at that, you know, but, uh, and Jack Pet Petrocelli, um, again, he's been managed through his last couple of waffle uh, games to be back available. So adds, adds a little bit of pace and, and firepower potentially up forward. But the big one, I suppose, on top of all that is Rhett Bazo. So Congratulations West Coast, to him. West Coast Eagles trying to finally show us that we are going to play some kids. So when you look at the lineup, although there's uh, there's 12 premiership players in this team and the, and eight 30-plus-year-olds, 30-plus-year-olds, and you're in a development stage, and they're bringing back 30-year-olds, the likes of McGovern in particular. But uh, Bazo, uh, Hoff, Jermaine Jones is renamed and recalled. So a couple of the younger players, Connor West still there, and, of course, Callum Jamison as the backup ruckman to Bailey Williams. Bailey Williams, a young West Coast Eagles player of the future. Jake Waterman still there. A little bit surprised at one, at one or two of the omissions. But again, and this is what Adam Simpson does. He always brings back the older blokes, whether they're ready or not. And the likes of uh, Isaac uh, Winder, Luke Foley, Jackson Nelson, Harry Edwards. Uh, Witherden had to go. I think he's been really struggling. He's not, yeah. a, he's not a good recruit. Mm. Uh, but again, whether you like it or not, once again, Adam Simpson, there are some youngsters in this 22 for Saturday afternoon. There's also a lot of old blokes back. And as I've just touched on, eight 30-plus-year-olds. Then Elliot Yo at 28, Tim Kelly at 28, Dom Sheed at 27, Willie Rioli at 27, Tom Barras 26. There's not many players that aren't in their mid-20s beyond that is playing for this West Coast Eagles team. It's a better-looking team. It's got better names in it. They're going up against Geelong, who I, I continue to maintain well, are absolute that genuine, an yeah. absolute genuine premiership chance. They should beat West Coast on Saturday afternoon. But in coming weeks, Adam Simpson has to start winning some games. He has to start winning some games with the types of personnel he's gotten back. 
Or okay. we start to question whether Adam Simpson should be, is the man to take this team into 223 and beyond. But I've got a lot of information relating to that too, Peter, if we get time. Yeah, so we'll come back to that. Here is Adam Simpson talking about uh, the troops coming back. Well, yeah, good. I'm happy. Um, great that we've given some guys throughout the year an opportunity, though. So mm-hmm. we don't just throw away what some of the experience those young kids have had and some of the the players that have been around for a few years. But, yeah, we, we get to see some of the, hopefully some of the synergy we've had over the years, albeit they may be a little bit unders with, um, you know, coming back to their first game. And I reckon most of them have played waffle now. So they're ready to go. It's just trying to get that synergy back with, with the rest of the group. That's that's the next challenge for us. And here he is, uh, Adam Simpson again, on the debut now for Rep Bazzo. And it'll be a bit of sweet in some ways, the fact that his father, who lost his battle with cancer some years ago, I think it was about he 2015. Was he was played, a good waffle player. Yeah, Steve Bazzo played in uh, for Swan Districts. 2015, he lost his battle with cancer at the age of 45. So, he's no, a ripper bloke. Too. Yeah, and no doubt Rhett uh, will reflect on that. Yeah, yeah, he's, I think he's the 45th player we've played this year. So, um, <laughs> I thought there was only a list um, of 44. That was a record in itself. But, no, he, um, look, he reads the game really well. He, you know, he can play tall or small. Um, you know, he's been working on his craft, all but it's his first year and he's only played four or five games. But uh, we thought he deserved a go at it and um, he'd get some pretty good players to play against this week. But I also think he'll be playing with some good ones with, um, you know, McGovern and Barras and Hearn down there to help him out. So... Yeah, really looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, and so are we. Uh, good to see you and congratulations oh. to Red Bazzo. Elisa will come to you in just a moment. She's on the yeah. open line. Well, McGovern and Barras are in for massive days, aren't they? You know, we just touched on Hawkins and uh, and certainly Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. I, I just don't see that West Coast have got a match for genu- uh, for Jeremy Can- Cameron's genuine pace. He's so quick and he, he doubles back and he's in very confident form. But with this West Coast Eagles group, Peter, uh, the use of the word synergy is becoming a bit nauseating. I think it should be more of now a strategy. And West Coast Eagles recovery strategy, Pete, that's being formed by the power brokers behind the scenes at West Coast has identified that at least 10 to 12 delistings are inevitable for the end of the season, 10 to 12. Now, West Coast have got a lengthy list. So this won't be awkward to, to come to, say, 12 emissions straight away. So there will be a massive cull. There'll be a big cull, uh, to use your word, yes. More likely 12 than 10, but the the strategy has looked at 10 to 12. And then with the top up, four or five inside the top 30 at the national draft, so probably pick number one, 19. They're owed a pick from Port Adelaide, so a pick in the mid to late 20s. And then say a pick at number 37 or 38. So there's four. And to trade picks somehow to get another pick inside 40, that's the strategy. Five inside 40. And then some a couple of top rookies because they have the first pick in the rookie draft as well. Mm. So pick pick one and pick uh, 18 or 19, for instance. And then also get a gun out of contract player at the preseason draft, especially if they're pick number one. Now, this is where a player out of contract could sit and wait and be picked up by West Coast if his own club hasn't been willing to trade him. So uh, a big name could fall out and perhaps be a pre-season pick. So there's where West Coast are situated in terms of that replenishment strategy, as I understand it, and there's been a lot of discussion behind the scenes in the past fortnight or so as West Coast approached their buy. And you reckon it won't be that difficult to go through their their list to see who would be culled or taken off the list? Well, here's four straight away that won't play next year that are on the list now. Kennedy, Hearn, Redden, 
Shepard. Don't yep. forget, Shepard's been carried in their list. And another one could be Cripps. So you could have five gaps open up straight away from the, the, the departure of, of past players. OK, let's quickly go to Lisa, who's always uh, listening to the program. Good on you, Lisa. Thanks for joining us and good evening to you. Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Hi, Lisa. Um, just on the 1992 grand final, um, we owned a news agency in Karatha at the okay. time. And, um, like, it was, sad days were always busy. Anyway, I said to, said to the staff, there was about a half a dozen of them, I said to them, hey, guys, um, who's interested in watching the grand final? Anyway, there's about two or three put up their hand. And I said, OK, we're off to the pub to watch the grand final. The rest of you can stay here and, and finish up. <laughs> there you so, go. And it, was, and it was an amazing game. And I watched on the, bar, um, the front bar last night. Yep. And Peter Sumich, he, he's just a fantastic bloke, isn't he? Yeah. And, his, and his left foot and his right, his right foot, yeah, it was a bit questionable. But his left foot was was absolutely elite, and I tell you what, um, him and Jacko, I think they've missed their calling because they they, they were good. Showed a clip. Yeah, they were fantastic, weren't they, Peter? Yeah, I enjoyed I, the old Dingo know? song, "Way Out West." Yeah, very, <laughs> very West. good, very good. It was, it was, it was fantastic. So yeah, but anyway, and um, go the Eagles. Good on, on you, Lise. Uh, keep listening. So, thanks for joining thanks, us. We always like your company. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Hi, Peter and Haggis. Jordan Degoe uh, was off to Bali in his break. Would have happened at Freo West Coast, land their place to go to Bali. We may discuss that a bit later on. Uh, 0487-736-736. That's the temperate bedshed text line. Or like Lisa, give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line. 13 12 55.